Welcome to Ghostwriters Anonymous, an inspirational and interactive podcast where we create worlds through words and writing. I'm Kelsey, and today I'd like to know if you were a fairy tale, what fairy tale would you be? I would be Little Red Riding Hood. So today I'm going to share more from what I hope to be a novel that I'm writing. I had mentioned a little bit about this in episode 84, Death and the Mrs., And today I'm going to share a scene called Fate's Invitation, where we meet Fate and the Wolf of Ware. This was one of those characters where I knew his name before I knew him. I was on Facebook and I had seen this reel of this guy who goes by Orlando James. A lot of his stuff is about skincare routine and hair care. And looking at him, I thought that is the Wolf of Ware. That is exactly how I would imagine him. And so I was using his image as my inspiration for how I see the Wolf of Ware. This is where we first meet him, and he meets with Fate to play Ninepin, which I had pulled from Washington Irving's Rip Van Winkle. I discuss all that in episode 84, so I'm not really going to rehash it here. So right now I'm 36 pages, double space, 12 point font in, which comes to a word count of just below 8,000, if you're into knowing that sort of thing. The Wolf of Ware awoke to a dove tapping at his window. He rolled over in his soft white sheets and allowed his mind to surface from peaceful dreaming. The dove paced the brick windowsill, warm rays painting its feathers in sunrise. Fate's messenger. The wolf scrubbed a hand down his face. Tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. What a persistent little thing. Releasing his cozy cocoon of slumber, he flipped the sheets across the bed and padded over to the window in his silken, paisley bedclothes. They were saturated in bronze, a few shades darker than his glossed skin. He unfastened the window and the dove fluttered for balance on the sill. Still bleary with sleep, he clasped her with both hands and drew her inside. She sported a tiny scroll on her leg which the wolf unfastened with practiced fingers. He set her before a petite dish of buttered seeds which he kept below the window for such occasions. She pecked at her breakfast with relish while the wolf unfurled the note. Nine pins. His mouth quirked in a groggy smile. Fate's delicate, flowing pen strokes hardly matched his person, brawny and barrel-chested. The wolf admired the familiar penmanship a moment before the note slowly faded away. His fingertips still tingled in the note's absence. He always savored that part. The wolf wasn't sure he'd ever played nine-pin, but his friend always made it fun. They conspired over croquet, struck deals over darts, bargained over bocce ball, He wondered whose fate tonight's gamble would entertain. Having had her fill, the dove hopped back up to the windowsill, preened an errant feather, and took to the skies. He watched her disappear into the clash of color. Then, yawning out a stretch in an ill attempt to invigorate his lean body, the wolf collapsed back onto his bed. There was no rush. He'd indulge in an idle morning, take tea in the library, and pull a text on the rules of ninepin. If his skills proved inept, there was always his cunning to fall back on. One could never be too informed. Research was the backbone to a beneficial outcome. He drew the inviting sheets back over his graceful form and sank into his pile of pillows. And then there's a break. I've never played with anyone who poodled so much, admired Fate. The wolf retrieved his rogue bowling ball and awarded Fate his most charming smile. What if I'm only conning you? Ha! Fate boomed. I certainly hope so. I was counting on a bit of sport. 
I'm just warming up, assured the wolf, binding back his dark curls with a supple strap of leather. Prepare yourself, friend. I have a reputation for being formidable. His silver ear adornments twinkled in the afternoon sun. Yes, I know, drawled fate, stroking his tidy gray beard. He took aim. The ball crashed into the pins, toppling them all over. How's that for competition? The wolf didn't bite his bait. He reset the pins while fate rolled up his sleeves for a second toss and changed tack. So what's the job? He asked smoothly. Fate's lumberjack arms flexed into a release, eyes trained on the pins. It's an infant girl. I have it on good authority that death is en route to collect on her mother. The wolf frowned. Good authority? Death isn't loose-lipped. That's a rumor at best. Unless, of course, your connections have grown more elite since last we met. It wasn't a question, but it hung in the air like one. My niece is married to him, Fate said evenly. The wolf's manicured brows ascended his forehead. Time? Fate handed off a ball to his opponent. The very one. Astonishing. The wolf tested a slow swing. I didn't take her for the marrying type, much less to him. The wolf's ball rolled down the lane with precision, eliminating seven of the pins. Ah, better, praised Fate, revolving his expansive shoulders. Death's a private guy, shrewd business sense, and he dotes on her. They make a good pair, he shrugged. Plus, it's proven to be advantageous for me. A sly smile bloomed across the wolf's face as he readied his second toss. Too advantageous. Between the three of you, you'll monopolize the mortal realm. His ball barreled down the lane. Was it arranged? Fate waved a dismissive hand through the air. No, no, time would never go for something like that. They were courting in private. In private? Hmm. The wolf leaned into his thoughts and smirked. What's the appeal? A good bone? Fate dropped his head in a disbelieving low chuckle. That's terrible. She's my niece, he reprimanded, shaking away the thought. Is it so hard to believe that maybe he has a great personality? They both chuckled anew. Okay, I'll throw you a bone, the wolf quipped. Are you ready to play for the soon-to-be motherless girl's fate? Fate struck his hands together in a thunderous clap. Ready. I'll even let you go first. The wolf barked out a laugh. Feeling charitable, I see. What are the terms? Fate dove into a storyline. Her mother is dirt poor and has no family to speak of. Her father was never in the picture. Who is going to offer the infant tutelage? The wolf raised the ball to his line of sight. I see your terms have already had a head start. What else was I going to do while I waited for you all morning? Touché, awarded the wolf. Hmm. He paused, gleaming eyes shifting in thought. An old hag. Fate gave a low whistle. All right. My counter is a keen heiress for the front three pins. I agree to the terms, consented the wolf. His ball fired down the lane, collapsing the left hand and middle pins. One more shot, Fate cautioned, passing his opponent another ball. The wolf keyed in on the right side. He inhaled slowly, collecting himself. Then, in one fluid exhale, he loosed his ball. It careened into the pins with a clatter. Fate crossed his arms and cradled his beard. That's tricky, he offered, assessing the fallen pins like a seller at market sitting on a bid. I guess I'll give it to you. You didn't say only the front three pins, chided the wolf. Fate dipped his head in acquiesce. Hag it is, you dog. He clapped a powerful hand on the wolf's shoulder, clasping him playfully by the back of his neck. I'll be more specific next time. He reset the pins. The wolf's sharp eyes glittered with excitement as he handed off the ball. Fate quirked a brow. Oh, I know that look. 
He rolled his broad shoulders back. Hit me with it. The wolf unfurled his question with barely restrained glee. How does the hag come by the child? Fate considered a moment, eyeing the pins. She's haggling her freshly cut bouquets at the village center and hears the baby's distressed cries on her way out of town. Without skipping a beat, the wolf drew up a counteroffer. She outbids a lascivious man at an immoral auction for the child's services. The first row pin, center pin, and back row pin. Only those three. Fate nodded his consent. Done. He released the ball with steady precision. It tapped the front pin dead center, collapsed into the center pin, and faltered the back pin. They held their breaths in captivation. The back pin swooned to the ground. Fate rocketed his fists into the air. What a shot! The wolf applauded behind him. Impressive, but what are you going to do about your second toss? I only said those three. Fate didn't skip a beat as he reached for the second ball. Easy. I'll just poodle like you do. The wolf guffawed despite himself. Clever. Fate tossed his ball out wide. It volleyed into the lush grass, exasperating the pollinators who were dutifully making collections in the clover. You're up, wolf. I had written that scene a few weeks ago, but when I went back over it, it seemed too dimensional to me. So I was trying to flesh it out to make it feel more real, and it wasn't going well. And so I just cast it aside and moved on to other scenes that were more fresh in my mind. And then one day I went back to it and it seemed to come so easily to me. And so it started to grow more and more and feel less wooden. It certainly reads a lot better than what it did. I feel like there's more chemistry behind what I was going for. The wolf was a surprising character for me. I had never planned on him. He just popped into the story. Just a couple days ago, I wrote a scene that focuses more on just him, his home life, and what interests him. At this point, I know the Wolf of Ware more than I know Fate, and I'm still trying to figure out what their dynamic for the rest of the characters is going to be. But so far, I'm really enjoying this so much, and I think it's because I'm not forcing anything. I'll just open up my laptop, and if I feel like writing that day, I do. I think if I ever get to a point where I'm forcing myself to write, it seems like I'm having to pull something that's not ready to be pulled out. I can't wait to one day hold this in my hands and flip through it as a tangible thing. But I'm hoping that sharing this on the podcast will keep it alive. I already have another scene fleshed out and ready to share on a future episode. If you have any thoughts about this or any questions, feel free to email us at gwritersanon at gmail.com. Also, feel free to share anything that you're working on in that email. 